Welcome to a new feature of the Ingenious Podcast called One Question, Two Tips. We will be interviewing several CPA marketers and leaders at top regional public accounting firms. We'll end the segment with What We're Loving Now. Now here is the host of this podcast series, Don Wagonar, Principal of Ingenuity Marketing Group in St. Paul, Minnesota. I have Karen Rodriguez with me today. She is the Chief Marketing Officer at DMJ & Company, a top 300 accounting and business consulting firm in Greensboro, North Carolina. Karen has served at DMJ since 2006, and she was highlighted as a 40 under 40 leader by the Triad Business Journal. She has also served two terms on the Board of Directors and Executive Committee for the Association for Accounting Marketing. Welcome, Karen. Thanks, Don. Great to be here. Yeah, I'm really excited today to have you. Um, I think it'll be a really great topic, and I think a lot of individuals will learn something from today's conversation. I know there is a lot of stuff going on. I don't want to give too much away. So let's go into our first question. Please provide two tips for this question. When we think about communications needed when firms acquire or merge in another firm, it's easy to focus on external communications, but there is also an internal strategy. At your firm in the last few years, what are your two best tips for an internal announcement strategy that supports integration of new team members and a celebration of your growth? That is a great question. And I would say first out of the gate, I think it's really important when you are thinking about an internal strategy to make sure that you've got the right team members on your side. I am so grateful at DMJ that when we're going through a process like an acquisition that I have a CEO and a CHRO who works with our marketing team to work through these strategies and challenges and issues and and talk through this each step of the way. So I would say that one of the things that has emerged in our experience was to really start looking at what are some of the stickier points on the internal side. And what we've been able to do, which I think has been helpful, is articulate that in basically an FAQ. You know, it has it has two sides to this coin. One is the FAQ is more HR related. So, you know, internally, folks are concerned about things like benefits and transition. And and you can address that in the FAQ because, again, you want to transition to be as smooth as possible from all facets. On the second side of that coin are people are also concerned about their clients and how is that transition going to be? for their clients, is this new firm going to take care of their clients? And so this document does address some of those anticipated questions, like, will I still be the staff? Will I still be your contact? Will, do, do I use a different portal? Do I send my information in in a different way? And so I think that kind of helps them through the transition, but also advocate um, for you and the, for the new firm in that transition. So that document has been helpful and also make sure, you know, we have multiple offices, lots of individuals are always involved in this. So it makes sure that everybody's speaking from the same page. Yeah, I like that um, idea. I think the frequently asked questions is a really great way to communicate short and sweet answers, but kind of highlight in a way that really works and get to the point of what's important to each individual. Because I'm sure some people might be really concerned, like you said, about 
their benefits where others might not. So at least then they can scan it and go to where they need to. Yeah, that's right. It, you know, we've had several acquisitions over the last few years and each one is different. And by working with those team members throughout that transition, you can kind of get a pulse for where some of the areas are that people are more passionate about or where they feel that, like I said earlier, there might be some stickier point. And so you can tweak that FAQ to kind of address what those concerns are. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm sure that it is difficult to figure it out, especially if it's a smaller firm and they don't have an HR person. But um, I'm guessing just talking with some of the other partners in that firm or having conversations with the individuals, what they're concerned with, you're able to identify those points that are important to them. Right. Absolutely. It's obviously typically the partner in that office. Sometimes it's the receptionist or administrator who's answering all the phone calls as they ring. You know, sometimes I ask them, how often do clients come in person versus, you know, drop things off? How do you have a portal? Does anybody use it? I mean, oh, no, our clients love just to come by. I mean, these are things that sometimes you can kind of get a feel for during that transition phase as you're doing all that due diligence work. You can listen for clues like that. I think you also asked me for another tip. So let me think of the second one. This isn't necessarily unique to acquisitions, but I find that it's been very helpful. Um, It's been a secondary benefit, so to speak. We, you know, many firms have what they call, you know, the pipeline report or pipeline meetings. Our firm, you know, I'm in marketing, so of course I, I love a good acronym. So ours are actually called goals meetings growth opportunities and leads. And, you know, we've made a decision, a strategic decision to host those firm-wide quarterly. So they're not exclusive meetings to just our partner manager group. We have those meetings firm-wide where we do just that. We gather now virtually, frankly, to talk about what are pending proposals, opportunities, and leads. And so what we have done rather purposely when we have had a transition or acquisition is I will go to that new office and we will host our goals meeting from that office. And I just had a meeting yesterday with some new hires and they said, you know, that was so great to be on that phone call as someone you know new to DMJ because I got to hear stories. I got to hear who does what. I got to, you know, listen to the type of clients that our firm is working with or that this new firm that I'm working with is working with. And so there's been a really nice indirect benefit. You know, you you mentioned about growing. And of course, that's what the ultimate goal here is to kind of open the doors and invite everybody into this, what I sometimes call a storytelling session. And, you know, just hear about how these opportunities are referred in and how they're won and who referred who to to what. I mean, this is puts people's faces and expertise beyond what someone's getting in a welcome packet or on a website. And I think that that's the kind of comfort that you need internally to make those internal referrals and truly understand the resources and expertise of this new combined firm. Right. I love the fact that you call it the growth opportunity and leads meeting, correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, and the, the storytelling session. Now, I have been in many pipeline meetings, and I have to say, sometimes some are better than others. So I am 
really impressed that you have people willing to share often how, you know, and share these stories, how they're getting them or what's happening and all of that. Do you have any tips on how you're getting them to do that? Or are they just really trained well? <laughs> I'd love to love to share that information. I know. I've heard, too, there's a lot of struggle out there to make these meetings feel more exciting than what they could be. And one thing I do is a little bit of prep work. So I'll review that document and I will reach out to people and say, <sighs> heads up, you're first up tomorrow. So please tell that story about that phone call you got. I think everybody needs to hear it. So there are a few people that I give a little bit of a nudge to and say, when we talk tomorrow at 9 a.m., please do tell everybody that story about that website lead. You know, sometimes it takes a little bit of nudging when that that happens. But I also, we don't keep our meetings longer than 30 minutes. You know? Oh, okay. That is a short meeting. Yeah, it's a short meeting. Yeah. And I think that, again, you know, you can you can get to the meat of what you need to get through about, again, how that opportunity was referred and, you know, sometimes our one this month, uh, you know, was after the 915 deadline. So there was a lot of accountability there. Like we met on 916 and they said, yeah, we, I got to follow up. I got to follow up. I got to follow up. And it's, that's OK. That's why we're having this meeting. We're here just to right. kind of, you know, hold each other accountable and make sure we do those follow ups. You know, sometimes it, these meetings are just what they are. But. I think it's important for especially our leaders to understand that when we do have firm wide meetings, everyone's listening in and everyone's observing. And so, yeah, do bring your best story. Do bring your truthfulness forward because that's really helpful to others, whether we think it's routine or not. It's definitely making impact on our overall growth. I love that idea that it's a firm wide meeting that is integrating everyone, especially the firms that the new firms that you are acquiring or merging, Mm -hmm. you know, that are merged together with the firm. It must make them really feel like they're part of DMJ. All right. Well, I have to admit that I love your tip and I might have to use it going forward of I'm doing a little homework myself prior to my pipeline meetings that I have Um, to facilitate. (laughs) Go ahead and give those nudges. I tell you, when you tell them you're first, they're ready. (laughs) All right. So now it's time for our closing segment of the CPA Influencers podcast called What We're Loving Now. We ask CPA Influencers the question, What are you loving right now? It could be work-related or just something fun or joyful in your life. Well, I'm not sure this is the time to to confess all the things I've been binge-watching, but um, (laughs) I will say, since we're on a podcast, and I did did admit to being a lurker of many podcasts, I am loving listening to The Dropout, the podcast on Elizabeth Mm -hmm. Holmes and her trial that's going on right now. She was, if you don't recognize that name, she was one of the youngest professed billionaires and is now under trial by the federal government for fraud. And so, interesting. yeah, the trial is underway. It took three years because of COVID and everything else, but she's finally facing the jury. And this podcast is just so cool talking about she was a Stanford dropout and has just, yeah, had quite a rise and now is basically facing a litany of fraud charges for our government. And I can't wait to see how this shakes out. And the podcast does a really great job of kind of breaking it down and leaving you on your edge every single time. So if you haven't had a chance to follow 
the if you like this type of stuff, I would listen to the dropout and Elizabeth Holmes on uh, on any of those podcast platforms has it. Um, this morning on the Today Show, I heard it was some statistic, but they were saying how they were talking about podcasts and they were saying how I think it's like seven out of 10 pop podcasts are crime related. People just love them. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is like, it, this is interesting because it's happening in real time. So it was, I knew, I remember hearing her story when she kind of came onto the scene and Theranos is the name of her company. And I remember her being charged, but three years have has come and gone since she's been in front of a jury and actually facing trial. So it's been kind of interesting now to see this podcast is now coming in again. It's it's real time now, so you can listen back to how it started. And now I'm hooked because I'm getting kind of a summary of what's happening every week with jury trial and I mean jury selection and witness. So now I'm like, okay, this whole thing is unraveling and I can't get enough of it. (laughs) So do you listen to them when you're driving to work or something like that? Or running or um, walking? I meant, yeah, I mentioned we have multiple offices. So it is, that is my hobby now. It's usually about an hour drive to any of our DMJ offices. So I can pop on a podcast and I feel like time has, you know, slipped away before I got there. And, you know, yeah, it's usually car long car rides is when they make the most sense. Right. Yeah. I'm always interested to see when people are listening to them. All right. Well, I'll have to check that out. Thank you so much for joining us today, Karen. I really appreciate your time. I found our conversation extremely interesting and you offered some great tips. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Well, thank you. It was great to talk with you. Glad to be here.